are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on into Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for USA Today for various SEC-related things, but on this podcast specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. On today's episode, we are going to be previewing what is essentially the game of the weekend. Kentucky played in it last week. Uh, We're going to be playing in it again uh, this weekend. Kentucky versus Kansas in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. We're going to be breaking down the Jayhawks, their offense, their defense, and then some final thoughts, asking some questions about the parameters that I set around Kentucky Wildcat wins. Can Kentucky check all four boxes in this game and get it done? So let's go ahead and start it off with the offense, the Kansas offense. It is quite literally the best Kentucky has faced is what I put down on my notes here. 81.5 points per game is what the Jayhawks score. That is first in the Big 12. Their pace of play is relatively uh, high. They are 85th nationally in adjusted tempo. That's above average. They put a lot of shots up. Uh, They take a decent amount of threes. They put up 61 field goal attempts per game, which is second in the Big 12. They're tied for third in the Big 12 in threes they take per game. So they're scoring a lot. They're running up and down the court, and they're taking a lot of shots. They get to the foul line an average amount, so I don't necessarily think that's going to be like a huge factor in this game. Fourth in the Big 12 in free throw attempts taken per game. Stylistically, this is the thing that fascinates me the most about this Kansas offense. They've been running the same thing, the same philosophy for years and years and years with Bill Self. Uh, But he's kind of started to change what he's been doing recently, and he's now running something called the four game because he's using a lot more guards now. So he's using something he calls the four game, which is essentially four out, one in. Uh, For any of my my basketball nerds out there, uh, it's a weave motion offense that focuses on repeated dribble handoffs with the wing uh, pass cutting back door and the corner receiving the dribble handoff. So it's just kind of like everybody kind of rotates in in a circle just over and over and over and more. We're handing off and we're weaving in between each other. It's literally just the same thing over and over and over again to see if they can get an open shot. There are several different sets that Self can run off of this dribble weave motion offense, but Self commonly uses a set that works the ball inside on post pins. So you'll see you'll see the the dribble handoff come to the wing, then you'll see a false screen set on the wing, and it will all be to see if they can get a a toss inside to the post where he can then work, get a layup, get a dunk, something like that. He also uses three out, two in instead of four out, one in as well, but it's the same principle. The goal of a lot of different sets that Self likes to use is, in essence, trying to get the ball inside on a post pin down at the block. So the most important thing for Kentucky in this game will be in, will be staying in front of Kansas's big men on the post. So if Self wants to go to that play, if they want to try and run that style of offense, if they're going to try and work the ball inside, the most important thing Kentucky is going to have to do in this game is not front. And what that means is if you as a post player are trying to get in position and the defensive player is trying to play in front of you so that he can deny any immediate entry pass that is fronting the defender. But what Kansas likes to do is whenever they run their set off the wing and they try and toss the ball inside, they're not trying to toss the ball directly to the post player so he can play back to the basket. They're trying to toss it over the the, uh, defender so that they can play 
back against the basket so they could be facing towards the basket and get an easy shot, get a layup. I mean, literally, you would go over the defender, you would catch it, and then you would get a dunk or a layup because you're already facing the basket. I mean, you're right there. So it's really interesting the way that Self runs his offense. Very tactical to to get those post pins to work. So... Again, the most important thing is staying in front of your defender. Oscar Shibway is going to be asked to do a lot in this game. So is Keon Brooks. Kentucky's front court depth, in my opinion, is is a little thin. Uh, we talked about that on yesterday's show. So David McCormick, Jalen Wilson will be Kentucky's two bigs. I believe they're going to be going to a lot in this game. They have got to be able, Kentucky's defenders, they've got to be able to stay in front of those two guys and not front them because if they choose to front them, not only could they be leaving open shots up, but if the big does not choose to take an open shot and Kentucky wants to collapse and overcommit whenever the ball goes inside, I mean, there are shooters on this Kansas team that can certainly knock shots down. Uh, This is actually what Kentucky did back in 2019 when Kentucky and Kansas played in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. I went back and watched some of that game. Same thing, same offensive principles, but what Kentucky did was, first of all, they did not front the defenders in the post, and then also they sagged off the false ball screen, which was set on the wing initially, in order to potentially cover the pass that goes underneath or to cover any other passes that would go off of that screen. So uh, Kentucky knew what they were doing back in 2019, and it's going to be interesting to see with different players. We don't have Travis Reed anymore. We've got Keon Brooks and we've got Oscar Shibway. Maybe Lance Ware gets some minutes in this game. Hopkins may be able to be a factor, but I'm looking at specifically Brooks and Shibway not fronting their guys and sagging and making sure that Kansas does not get what they want inside. 16.4 assists per game for Kansas is second in the Big 12. Obviously, that weave motion offense is going to allow Kansas to get a lot of different passes to open looks, so there's going to be a a lot of assists that come off of that. 49.3% is what the Jayhawks shoot from the floor. That's second in the Big 12. That's very, very good. Uh, Their free throw shooting is average. Uh, They shoot 36.6% from three, which is first in the Big 12, and that's a really big problem considering what what Kansas wants to do, which is work the ball inside. But they're also shooting a decent amount of threes, and they're knocking them down at a very, very high clip. It's just a very good offense all around. 37.2 37.2 rebounds per game is 95th nationally, so that's above average. In that court category, they don't turn the ball over as well, averaging 12.5 per contest. 14, and this is an interesting t- t- statistic here. I know I was just running through a bunch of different, just the typical stuff, but this is an interesting statistic here. 14 of the 19 teams Kansas has faced are in the top 100 in offensive efficiency, according to Ken Palm. 10 of those 19 are in the top 50. And it's interesting to note that Kansas has been playing against a lot of teams that know how to score the basketball, but they've been able to kind of, at different points this season, survive in either shootouts or just offensively take over in a game. While they may be quicker, they also can just kind of hold on to the ball. Work it around. Make sure the opposing offense does not get uh, shots up. And the reason that I put this here in the offense and not the defense is because the offense is, in essence, kind of playing defense if they're playing keep away, if they're getting all of these different possessions. So so Kentucky, on the offensive end, I think, and we'll talk about this later, is going to try and have to be as efficient as, as possible. I think there's an opportunity for that to happen in this game, but it's just something I wanted to bring up here. Three key contributors, and then we'll get to the defense. 
Uh, Ochai Abaji is the leading scorer on this team. In fact, he leads the Big 12 in points per game. 21.3 points per game, 5 rebounds, and and 1.5 assists per contest. Abaji is an incredible 3-point shooter. He's shooting 47% from 3, which is just absolutely insane. And you may think, well, maybe he's not to put up a lot of 3s and he's just knocked down a couple. He's shot over 130 whenever, I, I believe he shot over 130. And his last game that he played, he scored a career-high 37 points. And that was the uh, double overtime win Kansas had over Texas Tech. So uh, he's on a little bit of a hot streak right now, and he's their best player, in my opinion. Christian Braun, 15.3 points per game, 5.9 rebounds per game, 3.4 assists per game, also averages over a block per contest as well. Six foot six, very solid length for a guard, does a little bit of everything for Kansas. He's a great scorer, great defender. Uh, like I just mentioned, he's a good rebounder as well, averaging almost six rebounds as a guard. That's very solid. Very good player for Kansas, Christian Braun. Final key contributor here, Jalen Wilson. Now, I could have gone with Remy Martin. I could have gone with somebody else, but I chose Jalen Wilson. He's averaging 8.9 points per game, 6.8 rebounds per game, but he's averaging over the past four contests 16 points. He's playing very well right now. Sophomore, uh, sophomore uh, forward also leads the team in rebounds per game. So he's scoring, he's rebounding, he's doing a lot of great things. And, you know, for, for him to be that young, I think that's very good for Kansas uh, moving on down the line. We're going to talk about the Kansas defense here and what they can potentially bring to the table in just a second. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about our friends at Get Upside. All right, Kentucky fans, let me tell you about an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about, Get Upside. If you have Get Upside, as all locked, in, locked on Kentucky listeners should, then you will be making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time you fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code SCORE and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. All right, moving along here on the Friday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. If you're not watching on YouTube, if you're listening on podcasts, leave a review. I'd love to hear what you have to uh, say about the show. And if you're watching on YouTube, if you want to drop a question about tomorrow's game, if you want to drop a final score prediction, we're going to have final scores here in just a little bit. Your guess is probably better than mine. All right, the Kansas defense. So their offense, incredibly efficient. They're scoring a lot. They're putting up a lot of shots. They're they're uh, they're uh, hounding people uh, in terms of possessions per game. They're taking a lot of that away from opposing offenses. Getting to the defense here now. Uh, we always like to start out the defensive analysis with a little interesting statistic, and here you go. Kansas has given up more than their average points per game allowed nine times this season. So Kansas gives up about 68, 67.9 points per game. That's the specifically that that's the uh, specific number. It's 151st nationally, so slightly above average. But they've given up more points than they allow on average nine times this season. Of those nine games, none of those opponents were ranked inside the top 30 in offensive efficiency. So Kansas, whenever they've given up points this season, they've given it up to teams that are not offensively elite. Only one of those teams was ranked inside the top 30 in points per game. Not offensive efficiency, points per game, and that was St. John's. Kentucky is in the top five in both offensive efficiency and uh, they're inside the top 10 in points per game. So Kansas has not faced an offense that is as good as Kentucky's in th this entire season, essentially, 
And Kentucky has not faced an offense that is as good as Kansas's this entire season. So I think they're going to be, I'm, I'm interested to see how, how the defense plays in this game for both teams. Um, but I think we may be seeing a little bit of a shootout. At least I hope that would be fun. Again, 67.9 points per game. They are 48th in defensive efficiency. They are last in the Big 12 in steals per game, and they are third in the Big 12 in blocks per game. I'm, I'm, I'm curious why Kansas doesn't pick up a lot of steals. Um, and, and honestly, you know, considering their aggressive play style on offense, you would think that because they get so many possessions in a given game that they would be turning opponents over to kind of create some more possessions, but that just simply... According to the statistics, it's just not the case. Uh, they only force 14 turnovers per game, which is 111th nationally. So all around, this Kansas defense is not fantastic, but they're not terrible. They're, they're bordering on the edge. Uh, uh, they're teetering on the edge of being slightly, slightly bad, in my opinion. I mean, 68 points per game in the Big 12, considering all these other teams in that conference play very, very sound defense. Um, it's a little surprising. But they make up with with uh, they make up make it up with um, the offensive possessions that they get and the uh, the points per game that they score. And honestly, whenever you're scoring over 80 points per game, I can imagine that there have been times this season, given their talent, given their athleticism, that there have been moments where they don't necessarily need or want to play defense. And um, if that, again, I haven't watched like every single Kansas game this season, but if that were the case, it it wouldn't shock me because the the numbers kind of reflect that. The numbers certainly kind of reflect that. All right, in just a second, we are going to talk about some final thoughts, some final questions, and we are going to get a final score prediction. Again, if you've got a final score prediction for this game, leave it in the comment section below if you're watching on YouTube. But before we talk about the final thoughts and the parameters, uh, that I've set in this game. I want to tell you guys about our friends at Built Bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, you need to include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your New Year's resolution because it tastes so good you'll actually want to eat it, unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky, waxy, or just plain bad. You want to eat healthy, but eventually it just gets so boring. And by maybe week three or four, you might be thinking to yourself, you know, this just really isn't worth it. You know, where's all the things that taste good? Where's all the chocolate? Well, I'm here to tell you Built Bar is covered in 100% real chocolate, and they taste absolutely fantastic. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is also good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout in and of itself. There's so many different flavors that Built Bar has that you can choose from. You could get our favorites here on the show, cookies and cream, salted caramel, or you could choose a variety of different flavors like coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, mint brownie, raspberry, and so many more. In fact, Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out Built.com to see what's new. And you can go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, you can go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. All right, wrapping up the Friday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Again, thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. The parameters, got them on my notes here. We've set four of them on Wildcat wins this season. Kentucky, in order to win a game, has to, number one, shoot the ball well, 
Number two, have decent shot selection. Number three, play well in transition, both offensively and defensively. And number four, protect the rim. So let's go over those. Let's ask the question, can Kentucky shoot the ball well in this game? Well, like I just mentioned, Kansas has not faced an offense that is good as Kentucky's this entire season. And I think based on looking at what Kansas likes to do defensively, they don't give up a lot of points from three. They actually give up a decent amount of points from two. So I think that if, if Kentucky wants to try and pound the rock inside, they're going to get some opportunities to get some looks at the rim, therefore leading to a high shooting percentage. That also plays in with having decent shot selection for Kentucky, which is the second point here. I think Kentucky can have decent shot selection in this game because while Kentucky may like to shoot a lot of two-point jumpers, I think you're starting to see as the season has gone, gone on that Kentucky is taking less of those. I don't have numbers to back that up. It's just based on watching them. You don't see them take as many. I'm sure we could look at shot charts at some point here soon and probably break that down. But I think Kentucky is going to try in this game because offensive efficiency is so important. It's going Kentucky is going to try and stick to the three-point line and things inside the paint or surrounding it directly right there. We're not going to try and get that middle area where, they're, where we're trying to take two-point jumpers with Keon Brooks. If Ty Ty Washington plays... We'll let him take them because he shoots a ridiculous clip at any point at, at any point uh, on the floor. But still, I think decent shot selection is possible in this game. Um, we're probably going to see a lot of shots at the rim. Playing well in transition, both offensively and defensively. Like I said, Kansas is equipped to run. They've got athletes that can run the floor. Christian Braun, uh, Ochai Abaji, uh, they are going to be able to run up and down the court. Remy Martin transferred in from Arizona State. He is a veteran guard in college basketball. He knows what he's doing. If they need him to push the pace, he can do the same thing. So Kentucky is going to have to play very, very soundly in transition. They're going to have to get back in this game. Can they? I hope so. I don't know. I don't know if they can. Offensively, I think they can play well in trans- in transition. Um, because I think Severe Wheeler is going to be able to do a lot of good things in this game. I hope. Last time I said that, it was not a good game for him. I'm going to hope that Wheeler has a good game. He's riding a hot streak right now. So playing well in transition offensively, I think it's possible. Defensively, I'm curious to see what Kentucky does to try and slow down this Kansas team. And then the final thing here is protecting the rim. Uh, and this, uh, this, this again, it goes, goes back to a lot of what we were talking about early on in the show, which was not fronting the post, staying in front of your man, and, and and making sure that, you know, if you want to give Kansas the outside shot, I wouldn't let them take it, but the priority here is not to continuously give up inside looks or lob plays, which is something that Kansas will run a lot off of the set I was mentioning earlier. Instead of going to front, or instead of throwing the ball over, if the defender fronts the post, they will run a lob from the corner, and we actually saw it quite a few times in the Texas Tech game, if you go back and watch those highlights, where they, where they would attempt it. And I believe they only executed it once. Um, but still, very, it, we're going to see the, a lot of the same things in this, in this Kansas game from uh, Kansas's offense. And the question is, can Kentucky stop it? And a lot of that has to go uh, with protecting the rim. Final score here. I think this is going to be a very, very close game. I predicted Kentucky to win yesterday. I'm going to stick to that. 83-82. It's a one-point win for the Wildcats in, uh, in, in, at Kansas. So I think it's going to be a very, very close game. Would not be surprised if Kentucky lost this one, like I mentioned um, way back when. It was actually a week or so ago. Actually, it might have been longer than that. 
whenever I was saying Kentucky was going into this five-game stretch where, you know, they were playing Auburn, playing Mississippi State, Texas A&M, Kansas, uh, I said that I would be really pleased if Kentucky finished three and two in that stretch. They could finish four and one. We are on a fantastic path to finish the season, right? I think we've got some great momentum heading into the SEC tournament if we can get this win and then get obviously pick up a few more uh, before the tournament starts. So 83-82 is my final score prediction. If you've got one, drop it below. If you've got thoughts on this game, drop them below. Would love to hear what you have to say about this one. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter at Lance Stahl underscore, and you can follow the show on Instagram at Kentucky Podcast. Again, any questions, comments, concerns, leave them in the comments below on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast as well. I will see you all on Monday. Have a good day, and God bless.